I would like to start off by acknowledging all tangata whenua of Tāmaki Makoto where I am recording. I pay my respect to tūpuna, past and present, here and across the motu. Ngā mihi nui kia koutou. Kia ora and welcome to Ribbon Tide Dreams, a queer as fuck podcast with me, Miss Gina. In this episode, I am joined by Auckland drag artists Bionica and Rani Kumari to talk about racism in drag and discrimination within our community. I ask Rani about recent cancel culture dramas and Bionica opens up about being white passing. I also learn about why bringing one's own culture into drag is so important. And we express our excitement for the upcoming Drags Against Discrimination fundraiser this Friday at Staircase. Well, cheers, queers. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Miss Gina here, reporting live. No, Um, I'm joined by two incredible drag artists that I hate white people (laughs) (laughs) Ranish you're only meant to hate white people at the end of the podcast Um, (laughs) Uh, this has been a long time coming thanks guys for being here I'm first joined by Bionica Kia ora. Kia ora. Yes, Thanks for being right. here. Thank Welcome you. to my whare. Yeah, I'm so happy to finally be doing this. Yes. Like, we've spoken about this for so long. Yes. And Rani Kumari. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> the alcohol is kicking. Cap. I can't yes. believe you're doing this in full drag, Rani. The commitment. Look at us. We're all in full drag. Yes. No. <laughs> my ponytail wig. <laughs> Lizzo is here. Mm-hmm. Do, do you, are you okay with being referred to as like the Lizzo of New Zealand drag or is that I an mean, aesthetic you go by? It's not, but it's, yeah. it's funny. It's funny to play along. It's you just funny because Ronnie yeah. doesn't intend to look like Lizzo. Ronnie just does look like Lizzo. Or is it just white people being like, oh, your colour look the same. <gasps> and I, whoop, sips wine. <gasps> <laughs> well... <laughs> I just want to break the ice and get into a few little things before we introduce um, the two of you. Mm-hmm. And basically, this is going to be a pretty intense podcast, but I want it to be very relaxing and be open and let you guys be the voices for your communities and for me to sit here and listen, I think is important. Yeah. So not talking makeup tips at all. <laughs> I mean, if you wanted to, you know. I mean, thank God not from us. <laughs> Yeah, the two of you are interesting. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, so, as a white person, <laughs> is using the term white person or white people, is that okay? As like, I feel like, no, white people should be comfortable with the fact that they are white because I feel like they try to distance themselves from that because of things like white supremacy or the overt racism that they see and they internalize something being like, oh, I'm not like that, so I don't want to claim that. But, like, if you're Pākehā, you're Pākehā. And the whole point of, like, especially in Māori, acknowledging your whakapapa and where you come from is so important because you've got to make peace with that history. And especially being white and profiting in a society that just, like, gears you towards success and, like, oppresses people of colour and other, like, minorities. It's like, well, I don't, I don't know how to phrase this. But yeah, just no. don't be a white apologist. Don't yeah, be like, oh, my God, no, I, I'm I talking agree. about I'm, I'm 5% Scandinavian. Fuck off. Like, no. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I agree. It's, you know, white people should feel comfortable being white so they can yeah. stop stealing from other people's culture. You know? <laughs> Once you stop, you know, embracing yourself, it's, there's nothing wrong with being yeah. white. Unless they're not comfortable, then I mean, they can always talk to me like it. 
yeah. you know, use a different term. Yeah, I suppose that's, you know, we can label ourselves as whatever we want yeah. if, and how we feel comfortable and, and express that. Say, actually, I don't like this. Can you refer to me as this? Yeah. And it should be with everyone. Not like more Rachel Dolls all type bitches that are like biracial. Identify <laughs> as this other race and it's so beautiful. And I was like, yeah, no, no, fuck out of here. Like, there's a lot of people that will marry into like Maldi and. Pacific Island families, right? And then be like, oh, I feel like I'm Maldi, like I'm Maldi. It's like, actually, mm, you're not. You're not. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. fuck a papa, that's a blood right. That's not something Correct. you can just like marry into and yeah. identify with. You can celebrate that culture and be a part of it and be supportive. But it's like, um, when straight people come in to the queer scene and you, you want them to be an ally, it's like, don't make it about you. You're here as a guest. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're here to support. You're here to like help us, not to be like, oh my God, look at me. I'm like, so cultural. Yeah. Interesting. I like that. So I mean, yeah, I'm I'm a white person. <laughs> Clearly. You are? Yeah. Clean I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm not wearing my darker foundation today. Um no. And that's fine. And same with uh the uh, the other question to that is can I refer to you guys as my POC friends? I feel like it's similar to like I mean, the easiest thing for people in our community to understand is, like, with pronouns, right? Mm -hmm. You always ask. You're like, what are your pronouns? Because you don't want to assume. Yeah. And it's the same thing with that. Just be like, hey, like, are you all good with that? Because, like, I'm, like, I have hesitations being referred to as a POC because I'm so white passing. Right. But I'm also, like, just, I'm Polynesian, like, I'm your Polynesian friend, I guess. Like, call me anything. (laughs) Yeah, I suppose. Um, (laughs) Yeah, like, call me anything. Just don't be racist. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with any you know you can use any pronouns i don't bitch can't fuck whatever oh my god thank you uh, <laughs> you're so nice yes. <laughs> okay cool and then the follow-up to that is um a lot of um well not a lot but some white people tend to ask a person of color where are you from and they may say new zealand no where are you really from oh my god yeah and there's 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 I don't think that all of these people that say this question, it's coming from a a, a place of insult. It's just yeah. they might be curious. Um, I would like to ask, what is your ethnic background? Is that okay? What is okay? I mean, I think it's difficult because Rani and I are the type of people that want to speak on behalf of everyone. But, mm-hmm. like, yeah. I mean, you both would know this living here. Is like there's a concept in Māori called Faka Fanongatanga, which is like developing relationships and finding out your background. So like when I meet when you meet someone, you're like, hey, where are you from? Like where did you grow up? Because you might have friends in common. It's really important to understand your like each other's histories. And so asking like what's your background is a way less like othering question to be like, oh, where are you really from? Because then yeah, that removes, yeah. it puts you on this pedestal to be like, no, this is my place. Where are you really from? Because I'm here. You're not really exactly. from here. Correct. Whereas yes. like also yeah. like, again, not to like reemphasize this, if I don't say this on everything I'm in, but this is my land. So mm-hmm. fuck off. Yeah. Like we're like, where are you really from? And I'm like, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or here than you motherfucker. Like, <laughs> so ask me asking, what is your background or yeah. is ethnic background? Okay. Or no. Background. Ethnic Just background. background. It's yeah. fine. It's um, fine. Just, I hate when people come up to me and they're like, where are you really from? Because, yeah. like, they don't believe you. Yeah. And so you have what to kind of. And it's like, and if someone's just like, I'm from New Zealand and they want to leave it at that, then yeah. leave it at that. Like, 100%. you know, I think yeah. it's just more like if people can just analyze, like, how other people feel when they ask those types of questions and mm. kind of do more research into that. Because no one gets upset by something if there's not, like, deeply ingrained 
shit in there, you know what I mean? Like, mm, no yeah. one's gonna be like, I'm so offended that someone asked me where I'm really from, if that wasn't like a whole like historical thing. I need more wine to be more. <laughs> I feel weird I'm not happy to have a face mask on the last time I did this. Oh my god, we should have just been doing this in face masks. Oh my god. Cool. Well, I'm I think that was a good icebreaker, just sort of understanding what labels we can and can't use, asking where the background is where the background is <laughs> what your ethnic background is so let's just get into a little introduction so by Annika yes that is your drag name uh-huh. singular name very iconic yeah it's like Iconica <laughs> hi my name is by Annika um <laughs> hi no um hi Bionica. yeah so I am 22 I'm a cis female that does drag bisexual um I got my drag name gifted to me from my original Vogue mother duchess from the house of coven um and I was named after her show that was her first directorial debut Bionica last year ah <gasps> yeah because yes. it took me like two months I was trying to think of drag names and they were all just shit house like really just really fucking awful and I was like no I can't and then she's like no you're my new daughter you're Bionica and I was like oh one word I'm happy with that that's cool nice and having like 50 letters in your actual name as well like having one word for your drag name oh yeah it's like Madonna yeah (laughs) (laughs) except can actually Vogue um (laughs) (laughs) cool yeah and I am Maori Samoan Tongan and nice. Palangi, obviously. Look at my skin. I'm not the most melanated of Polynesians. And Rani Kumari. How Hi. are you? Hi. Hi. Same questions. Tell me about yourself. I'm 23. I'm a gay, you know, Indian man. I um, I got my name from Raja Kumari. Mm. So she's a um, Bollywood uh, rapper. Oh, and she cool. kind of like promotes... You know, being okay to be Indian, it's okay to, you know, you know, it's okay to be like Western. You don't have to go, you know, traditional. And that's kind of, that kind of name just inspired me because Mm. for me, I kind of wanted to learn more about my background, Mm. my traditions, my culture, because growing up I was very whitewashed. So it was very kind of like, I don't know who I am. And everyone kept asking me like, where are you from India? And I'm like, I'm not from India. Yeah. Or like, you know, your background in India and everyone, you know, when I tell them that I have no idea, they get really disappointed. So drag is kind of my way to learn about who I really am. Yeah. That is fantastic. And Thank how's you. that going for you so far? Have you discovered a bit more about your history? Uh, yes, I have. Oh, yeah. Which is really fun. I've learned a lot about my ancestors and how um, my ancestors actually moved, uh, got to Fiji. So uh, it's right. a lot. Yeah. 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 So it's a lot. I've, I mean, you know, going back, because even my parents were very whitewashed as well. So did it, they grow up here or Fiji? Um, they, we, we all grew up in Fiji, but right. in Fiji, a lot has been changed, you know, like they don't really accept you being like Fijian or like Indian. So you have to be yeah, very Yeah, that's another white. whole thing there. Yeah. Because yeah. was Fiji colonized at all? Yes, it was. It was, yeah. right? Yes. By who? Sorry. The British. Yeah. It and was British. Bought, yeah, they bought... Um, Indians in as Indians over labor. as... Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. they did to the Chinese in Samoa. Correct. Right. Yeah. Gosh. We were, the poor yeah. Pacific. Can we just... <laughs> can we just <laughs> take a moment and just have a little drink yep. just a little. for the yep. Polynesians out there? Pacific yep. Islands. Yes. <laughs> oh. 
who have gone through a lot, which is a different topic. Let's just keep it yes. here for now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's nice to know a bit about you guys. Because yeah. Ronnie cool. and I have really similar, like, ex- like with our cultural expression and our drag, it's really similar. Like, drag and Vogue has been the way that I've connected with my cultures. Mm. And it's the way that I can, like, learn more and express myself in that way because I grew up in Melbourne. And even though my mother is, like, a really fierce, strong... Like, Melbourne, I'm so sorry. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so hard. Oh, my God. All the good coffee and fruit. Oh, yeah. shit. Oh. Um, but I just, like, went to normal, like, Australian school and wasn't, like, you know, immersed in my cultures in the same way that I can be here. Like, mum's an amazing activist and stuff, but there's just, like, the cultural richness wasn't there. And so coming mm. back here, and especially in the drag community, and, like, being friends with, like, you and, like, the girls and stuff, it's just been really, like incredible to have that like medium to connect with. yeah that's incredible yeah so it's just like yeah you, this lost i guess history of you know where you guys have come from in your your family tree and sort of Ooh. finally getting to learn about that it must be amazing it's quite like it's amazing but it's also there's still like a tone of sadness in it as yeah. well because you're still like i guess having that internal mourning for like what you don't have and it's like i really like, i get really angry and upset about it because i'm like and i judge myself and i'm like i should know more about this so like yeah who, who am i to be like i'm you know representing this stuff when like i don't have the same level of connection as other people do but then like discovering more it is really like humbling and amazing and it's really nice when you've also got someone else like you like yeah. you know you can share your experience yeah. and we can also like learn a lot about each other's culture as yeah, well literally. which and, is like, quite nice and there's quite a few of us in our generation as well that have been so like detached from mm. our traditional cultures and stuff. And it's just everywhere. There's like a whole wave of people that are reclaiming and like holding on to like their cultural identities and backgrounds. Like it's cool to be indigenous now. Like there are really strong and incredible like yeah. people of color that are embracing their cultures in a way that's just like, hasn't really been done to the same level. Yeah. I'm awful that like obviously a white person who was born in New Zealand, mm. growing up in New Zealand, I was very lucky that I was born and raised in Gisborne mm. and then at the age of eight I moved to Fakatane. So I've always had I've always understood a bit of Maori culture and the language yeah. there. So I I can count to ten in Maori, you know, and I you know, so <laughs> yeah. I've always I'm very lucky that my pronunciation's great and I understand that there is a language there which has is on the way of dying if we don't save it yeah correct 100%. you know yeah. so i'm all for people learning about their culture and saving it my god <laughs> there are so many beautiful things in so many indigenous cultures around the world same with aboriginal culture which yeah. i have a slight connection to but i don't know much about and so it's just about like let's do all we can which is why i want you guys here to talk <laughs> so there's been recent comments a bit of drama going on in the drag scene with racism and what things some people may have said or not um what are your feelings towards that um before i start i do want to give credit to velvet crush uh velvet crush sister um page and the countess before i even called this person out on social media velvet crush was the first person that actually called her out and it was weird because like it was on I was up online for 24 hours and no one gave a shit. No one spoke up about it. No one, no one said anything. And that kind of like fueled anger. Cause I'm like, well, there is a white person that, you know, understand that this is not okay. And is like speaking up about it, but no one is actually batting an eye. Mm. So when I did it, it became kind of like a thing where 
Ronnie is calling this person out. It's all Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie. Mm. But it's more of like, it wasn't just me. There were other people there. Yeah. And it, it just became kind of like a shitstorm of like, what is okay? What is not okay? Was it racist? Did it really happen? <laughs> uh, I've heard through the grapevine that there is video footage out there of it. Oh, there it, is video footage out there, yeah. But it's, yeah. it's not online. Correct. Because the people that... Oh, no, we won't get into that. The person that has the video footage doesn't care at all. It's been difficult, I guess. Yeah, people that pointing the finger at you as the lead activist of this little yeah. issue. Because, oh, my God, um, getting angry at someone that's calling out racism. That's yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, fuck. That's not problematic at all, getting really angry at Rani for speaking out about injustice. Oh, shit. And it was really – it was interesting because Valvid had the biggest response because oh. Valvid was the one that stashed me out of that because I was mm. right in the front. I was watching it as it was happening. I was like, this is not okay. This is not okay. Mm. And Velvet had like the biggest reaction. Velvet was like, no, no, this is not okay. We need to get out of family right now. And it's just weird that no one is talking. No one's like, you know, giving her props. Like there are other people speaking up about it, but it's just become, it, it just became kind of like a shitstorm. Like Ronnie's, you know, creating this cult. <laughs> Ronnie is attacking family. People bar. give Ronnie a lot of credit <laughs> because like, I love you, but it's not like we're just like, oh my god, Ronnie told us to do something, we're gonna do that. It's like we're all like adults and we can form our own opinions and it's like yeah. no matter if we're your friend or not, like what you were saying was completely true and correct. And it's like support <laughs> <laughs> And here's Sugoi, uh, my attention seeking cat. Um so she has a Japanese name, Sugoi, which means awesome or great yes. or fun. Um, and she's the opposite of that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I love her. Oh my God. Am I right to assume that the people that were speaking back towards you about how, about it were white? Um, not all. Not all? Not all. There were, I won't name them. There no, were it's fine. Certain, Say uh, their names. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, there were um, certain people from Taranaki that uh, popped off and they didn't really understand what was happening mm. or what actually did occur at the event at Family Bar. Mm. And So, not to pinpoint it mm-hmm. down, but we're talking about a host drag queen at Family Bar mm-hmm. who, I, if I understand, pulled up some people of Asian descent onto Correct. the stage yes. and was making racial comments and jokes towards them or about them? Uh, towards them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which is not okay. No, because <laughs> like, there were a lot of Asians in that club that felt very uncomfortable. In the audience. Yes, there were right. a lot in the audience. And it was it was an interesting experience because you can see the look on, like, the Asians' faces. They're, like, they were very upset. But then you mm. saw white people and they were laughing. very laughing. laughing, recording. Always the way. Enjoying. Yeah. And there was this, like, oh, it's a tweet because I'm a Twitter queen now. Yes. But, like, someone said something today about it and they're, like, if you're jokes are racist you're racist if your jokes are transphobic you're transphobic because you decided to write those you think that's funny you think it's funny to make that yeah a punchline like it's different like say a person of color making jokes in the context of their race do you know what i mean about their, not, their, their the own race isn't being like oh ha 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 like brown people it's like no. right like you know what i mean like you can make within your culture like the jokes about stereotypes and stuff whether that perpetuates negative stuff is a conversation for the time and, yeah, like, yeah 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 you know what I mean? If there's like a person that's not of that ethnicity, because right, 
the host from Family is Maori, <laughs> unfortunately. That's a, yeah, that's what I was going to bring up as well. So reverse racism is not a thing for white people, yep. correct? 100%. Correct? Everyone agree yep. in the room? Thank you very much. You cannot be racist towards white people. Sagoya also agrees. Sagoya agrees. Um, she's a grey um, tortoise shell cat, so she's mixed colour. Um, <laughs> she is mixed. She is mixed breed. Um, <laughs> so that's a thing. But then you go into the other thing. Can a Maori person be racist towards an Indian person? I mean, you can get down to semantics and just call it prejudice, but mm. definitely I would say yes. Because yes. like So being of colour doesn't you excuse you from racism towards another colour. You can still discriminate. discriminate. I think the word racism yeah. as well get tossed around a lot. People, yeah. But it's like there's a whole layer in things. So I was like, I can't, you know, structurally, economically, politically oppress a person of a like descent that's not mine. Mm-hmm. But I can still discriminate towards them. And what I say like is still prejudiced and it's like perpetuating all these things. And it's just like you don't get a free pass nah. being a person of colour to be racist to someone else. Like if Rani had a go at Maldives, I would kill him. <laughs> <laughs> If, if any lawyers were listening to that, that was a joke. No. Um, yeah. yeah, 100%. I think that's good to know coming from both of you that you understand that and hopefully yeah. other people um, like, can understand that as well. Be like common sense. Well, the, obviously, with recent events and certain comments from people, common sense doesn't exist for some people. No, they don't. And there's this whole conversation as well about people like, we're all equal and you can't want equality if you don't, everyone doesn't get treated the exact same. And the point is, equality isn't for every. Like, you can't objectively treat every single person the exact same way. That's not how it happens because mm-hmm. you're ignoring, like, thousands of years of history <laughs> yeah. and nuances and everything. Yeah. So to be like, oh no, okay, let's like today's the day we level it all out because that's no, not ma'am. no and ma'am. No ma'am. Be like one very like unarticulate, uneducated white drag queen being like, this is bullying. This is bad, and it's like. Holding someone accountable for perpetuating racist stereotypes of another minority is bad. And it's good that people are like not tolerant anymore. Because if you look at it, like how many other queens of that generation are friends with that person? Mm. How many other queens of that generation do the same things as that? Bucky doesn't do that. Tess doesn't do that. Chanel doesn't do that. Victoria doesn't do that. They don't go out of their way to be racist Mm. and to make people feel uncomfortable when you're in a room with them. The reason why they started doing drag and the reason why they're so amazing is because they've always been beacons of light, hope and like, always fighting at the front lines for the community. They lost all of their friends to HIV in the 90s. Like, this is, like, the reason why they did drag was to create, like, hope for people to, like... And they were always, like, my godfather, Bertha, always Mm -hmm. at the forefront of, like, all of the queer political issues. Like, drag queens have always been doing that. And so to try and be like, no, you can't politicise yourself. Drag's just fun. And, like, Uh racism's fun. (laughs) And, like, fun games. And it's like, no, fuck out of here, man. Like, pick up a... Drag is political. That's just how I've always seen it. Uh-huh. Where do we go from here, like, in terms of drag? Like, we're very lucky that we have a new place called Staircase where we have sort of moved over towards a lot of people going there and performing. Um, GAY is a new one that's opened up, which is still owned by family. If people out there don't know, it is. I mean, like, I think especially I've noticed since, like, we've started as well, not that it's because of us, it's just, like, a general, like, community shift towards it, that people are, like, appropriating cultures a lot less now. Like, when you go out to go see a drag show now, you're not going to be like, why is this person, you know, appropriating culture that's not theirs? Yeah. 
I think, but even then, there's still a lot of room to grow. Because like. that is a white drag queen lip syncing to say a POC song or mm. doing uh, appropriating a dance. Is that problematic? Or and instead of saying, "Oh, they're racist," like maybe they're not. It's just oh, that they they don't know that they can't do that. I mean, like no, like a white performer can fully perform like any. You know what I mean? Like you can perform Nikki. Yeah, right, just don't right. lip sync the N word. Like you can, like <laughs> it's that it's it. pretty that easy. Like you can do a Gwen Stefani number, just don't dress up like a geisha and appropriate Japanese mm. culture. Just like. edit the N word out. So yeah. I fully admitted to doing that back in when I back oh. when I first started drag. When I was going by Fontanelle, I was in um, the Princess to Queen pageant in Family Bar. Iconic. Yep. This was like oh, it would have been six easily six years ago, and I fully was up there lip-synced like a witchy young Rapunzel from Azealia Banks' song. Yeah. I fully lip-synced the N-word. And I obviously know now it was really bad. Yeah. But at the time I did I You go to parties and white people are constantly singing the N-word to a Nicki mm. song or da-da-da-da-da. And um, I look back now and I'm like, oh, why did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a thing that I not educated and I didn't know. Yeah. Like you can't expect people. And I think this is whole like fallacy to assume that like, if you are reasonably political, if you're a queer person, you've got to have like a flawless track record and mm. be completely yeah. like balanced all these things and always have been like the most woke individual. And it's like, no, we're all humans. We make mistakes. Like I'm sure if I go back far off my Facebook, I would have like said some stupid shit. Yeah. But it's like, it's just having the awareness now and the educating and just knowing, be like, I'm not going to repeat that behavior because mm. my issues are, and I think it's similar with the Iranians. It's like, once you tell someone, but then, like, the next bit they go out and do it, you're just like, are you yeah. fucking kidding me? Yeah, like, it's, it's like I just had a really good conversation with you and you agreed with a lot of things. Then you do it again. And it's like, yeah. are you actually listening? Are you actually paying attention? Yeah. Because, you know, there are people who act like they're an activist online, but really are they? Because, you know, you see them doing things that are opposite of, like, supporting, mm. people, you know, people of colour. And it's kind of like... And it's something you have to blatantly support every single person of colour because there are obviously problematic people and it's, like, fine. Oh, yeah. But then it's also, like, if you're going to project this persona of, like, oh, my God, I'm an activist, like... Yeah. What are you doing? Because what you were just saying kind of makes me question about cancel culture. Mm. So something comes up from someone's past. For instance, if a video surfaced of me lip-syncing the N-word <laughs> and if that was posted by, say, someone who doesn't like me found that and they posted it and said, look what Gina did. She's canceled. That's been happening with certain people is it's like straight to the cancel part of it without sort of maybe going to the person and saying this was wrong. Have you evolved from that? Which I fully have. So is that the same thing as sort of recent people who may have been canceled a bit too quickly without sort of asking, do you know this was wrong? What's the right way to go about that? Well, a lot of people have... Um, I know a lot of people have been talking online about me cancelling or calling people out. Mm -hmm. But little do they know that I actually do try to have a conversation right. with them before I call right. people out. Like, nobody knows that I've mm. actually... I've spoken to one person. I've been following them up for a month. Mm -hmm. A month. It's a long time. Yeah, yeah I've... Say you know, message them every day to like message them and be like, Hey, like, could you mm. please check my message? You know, even in, in, even in person as well. Like it wasn't like me interrogating, like you're racist, you're racist. It's like, right. Hey, can you actually check my message? Mm. It'd be really nice. And you know, we can go about it. But I've 
unfortunately, people only start replying once you start calling them out publicly. Yeah, isn't that interesting? And it's just <laughs> it annoys me because it's like a lot of people think that oh, you know, like cancel culture is not okay. Like try yeah. talking to them and in people person. pigeonhole Ronnie into that whole narrative to be like, oh, Ronnie's just a cancel queen. It's like actually no, like you especially because I don't fuck around with this. You will go out of your way to make sure that anyone something happens. You'll message them and just be like. Hey, what's going on? Yeah, like I even go and up to them, like hug them, like, hey, like, are yeah. you okay? Like, I know, yeah. like, was my message too much? Like, can you tell? Wow. You know, but then it's to me? also like, why are you trying to like tone police the frustrations of people of color that are oppressed, especially about race? Like, I just it just frustrates me so much that like, especially in the queer community, that like the white gays can't have a level of empathy or mm. understanding for any of these struggles. Where it, and it, the thing is as well is like, not all of them would have faced like any kind of oppression for being no. like a homo at all mm. like whatsoever like mm. and they can be like straight passing and go through that and not have like mm-hmm. ever experienced any level of oppression and so they can divorce themselves from them and be like oh but i'm gay and my life is fine and like ha 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 whatever yeah yeah and that's just not <laughs> i would say that cancelling is not okay i don't like cancelling people no unless they're very 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 toxic and the thing is yeah well, like Cancelling family as a venue isn't like, oh, this one thing happened and like this is like an no. immediate response. It's like there's been like there's been a lot. So yeah. much that's happened with that venue that it got to a point where it's just like, no, fuck it. Like there's the only way for them to notice anything is for mm. us to not go there. Yeah, and that's- which is why that's the only time where I was like, no, I'm not gonna go message them. I'm not gonna talk to that host because, because it has like happened every- so many times. For like yeah. a decade, this same behavior and the same patterns have been repeated. So it's like at a certain point, it's like, no. And mm. no one's like, talking about it online or mm. nothing. And it's kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, she was racist. And yeah. it's like, well, no, it's not okay. Like, talk about it. And, like, cancel culture is really toxic. And I'm not a fan of it. And I'm way more of a fan of, like, transformative and restorative justice processes. Yeah. Yeah. But then it's also, like, in the moment, like, is it really more important to attack someone's approach versus, like, actually attack the person for saying a racist thing? Mm. Yes. Like, is it more mm. of a big deal to be like, oh, right, you should have canceled. Like, what is your fucking priority here? said the name. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I said oh, what well. I said. <laughs> okay. I said what I said. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because, you know, they would attack me and say, you know, you can't just call people up. But I'm like, it's effective. Yeah, but yeah. also, Did like, it change things? Yes. Exactly. Did people apologize? Were there a conversation? Yes. So I guess it, it's not all bad. Yeah, because the worst thing in the situation, Ronnie, is you calling someone out and not the fact that they were, like, making people feel uncomfortable by perpetuating racist jokes. Oh, shit. No. So we have a drag event happening this Friday at Staircase, Drags Against Discrimination. Yes. What is this event? And who organized it? Why is it happening? Um, so with everything that happened with Rani speaking out about racism especially towards like our asian queer community i got really pissed off and then i was like hmm what could we do about this and then we were talking back and forth about it and we're like why don't we have a fundraiser of sorts like and have like a anti-racism night to have like a like because a lot of people like oh you're so negative your approach is so negative and we're like okay then let's have a positive thing let's come together this community to have like a night that we're like no we're against racism we're against these things and um as soon as this happened I messaged Ronnie and I was like, look, I want 
the proceeds to go towards Shakti, which is this organization that works with migrant Southeast Asian women. Okay, nice. Because we're like, you know, the comments were about Mm. Asian people. Yeah. A positive way to do this is we want to raise money towards like organizations that do like amazing work with like migrant Asian people because, Mm -hmm. you know, balance of there. And then um, a month, three weeks after that, um, the situation in Humato escalated. And that's when like... The police were there, and like as soon as that was happened, like I was there for like three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we were talking, and I was like, "Hey, like you know, I would like want some of the proceeds to go towards Seoul, like save our yeah. unique landscape as well, like 100%. We can split it there because like as much as like yes, let's support our like Southeast Asian Fano." I was like, we are still on like Maori land, and yeah. this is like yeah. real time racism colonization yeah. happening. Like we need to do, and like a lot of our friends as well. Like Rani came out to support the co-papa, like. I know everyone did as much as they could that I'm friends with that like we're doing that like my like Lala Loopsy mm. was there every fucking day that she could have been and I was just like oh my gosh this is like it's so beautiful to see that like my friends care this much about issues that affect my people in this way because I was like oh what if no one cares like, <laughs> people care yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. And so like and it's not like it's not just us like um Tess and then um, Florence and Violet down in Wellington because we wanted to have a sister events because the Wellington Queens were really supportive of yep. um, the whole racism situation and they've always like got our backs in that way and they're always oh they've been know, amazing like when I was going through the whole like social media tech yeah. I was getting at least like two hundred messages like yeah. in two days and it it would be just like a lot of people just saying no you're wrong like, and. The people that spoke up, who are from like the Taranaki, mm. they you know they um they go to libraries and stuff. You know they are they're like kids. They have followers that are kids, and then mm-hmm. you've got kids attacking you, and it's kind of like this is uh, this is too yeah. much. And then they would always like back me up. They would always fight, you know, fight against racism. They would always always like you know write and support me. And it's kind of mm. and it's it's it was very overwhelming. Yeah, and like the politics of the Wellington Queens as well has always been incredible, and they've they've got a really like zero tolerance policy for any kind of bullshit, which yeah. I really appreciate. I love Ivy Bar. Ivy Bar oh. is incredible. Yeah, I've like, been I've been there years ago. So amazing. Yeah, cool. And so and when so, did the when did the at what timeline did the the poster come into it from Juliet? They did that. So when was that? Um, Juliet approached me with an idea of making a poster. Yeah. And she wanted to feature a lot of the queens that spoke up yeah. against the whole racism thing. Mm. And it was it was an amazing idea, but I, it, it was at a moment where it was just too much for me to handle. Yeah, and so, so Ronnie was like, I had to like, yeah, I was like, <laughs> message Bionica. Right. And... Uh, Honestly, I'm quite happy with a lot of people that made it onto the poster. <laughs> yeah. A lot of... There's some people that is questionable. There's people you want to call out, perhaps not. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call them out. There are some people who I am a bit... You know, they haven't done much. Mm. And it's not worth but I think bringing it, it up, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And, like, especially as well. And, like, I Juliet received, a, like, some level of, like hate from certain individuals in Wellington about it. But it was, mm. like, the turnaround time was amazing. Like, it wasn't, like, there was such a sense of immediacy to do something. And it wasn't as if she was, like, okay, I've got, like, you know, like, a month to do this and I'm going to, like, do my research and ask around. Like, Rani was busy. I was busy with, like, the whole activism stuff. Yeah, work. yeah. 
like Rani's trying to cope with like all these random people messaging like her to be like, ah, so it's like, you know, you just want to be like, I just don't want to deal with this. Just a lot of death threats. Yeah, oh. yeah. like. So um, just in case anyone's wondering, I'm talking about Juliet Stewart, yes. um, illustration animation artist. Um, she messaged quite a lot of uh, drag artists um, in New Zealand, I guess, um, and did this amazing um, sketch of multiple drag artists. Um, and the title of it was Drag, what was it? Oh no, so Queens Against Racism yep. was the yes. title, right? Um, and I think, yeah, I've got one on my fridge. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's amazing. And so having that there and then now moving in towards the event, oh. um, are you behind the Auckland event? Is it mainly you or um, is there a few others? So, no, the Auckland and Wellington events, it's not, it's 100% not just me because like, yeah. I am not the most skilled producer. <laughs> like, it's very much been my belief. But um, Tess and everyone at Staircase as well, but like Testicle cool. has been like, my saving grace with organizing the Auckland event. And then Florence Nightshade in Wellington mm. has just like hundred percent taken over the reins to like make, ensure that like this Friday is going to be incredible as possible at Ivy. And it was really important. Like right now we're talking about it to have like sister events in Auckland and Wellington. Yeah. Because there's always been that whole like divisive narrative being like, Auckland and Wellington hate each other. Ugh, yeah, Whereas yeah, like, yeah. actually we all are great friends and we've got yeah. a lot of unifying principles. And like, if there's one issue that we can all come together about, it is definitely being anti-racist. Mm. Correct. Perfect. And so the poster features quite a lot of people, mm. um, whether or not all of them spoke out equally or at all. Um, with the casting of do you, like the Wellington one, are you, do you know about that? And also with Auckland, are we sort of making sure that the people performing are people that have actually had a say? Like they're not just using it as a showcase for them to have some time in the light? No. So I was... Um and it is a fundraiser event as well. So I was like, if anyone wants to be a part of either of these, like, like message me or message someone and let us know. But like, we had, like, I created a short list and then writing it whatever it to be like, hey, this is the list of people. Like, just to like have kind of, like, just go over it to be like, let's make sure that like, people that are part of this actually. Actually care about. Actually yes. care about what's going on. Yes. And it's not just using this to be like, oh, I did this anti-racism gig. So I'm, I'm doing my charity for the you year. Know? And that's oh, yeah. like, you know, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> but yeah, it was just like, it's either like people that are performing for both of them are ones that were outspoken about this or outspoken in general, always about like, you know, like racism or oppression or people that like, are just people of color. Cause I was mm. like, it's also really frustrating to me that everyone always is like, oh, but you're a person of color, you must be political. Oh, okay. You must speak yeah. out. And it's like, there's a level where I'm like, I want them to, yes. But then it's also like, they've got to survive day to day in a white supremacist country. So mm -hmm. like, maybe just be like, yeah, leave yeah. Alone. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you, you have to find a way to, yeah, get through life day to day and yeah. be comfortable with yourself. Yeah. Um, so when's the event, when are the events happening exactly? So this Friday? This Friday, the 20th of September, um, the doors open at Ivy at 9 and shows will start at 10. Cool. And that's Wellington? And, yes, Wellington. And then in Auckland at Staircase, um, the doors will open at 10 for it. It's And shows will start around like 11, no. 11.30. We're just trying to figure out when drag wars oh, finishes yeah, so we can like yeah, yeah, yeah. not have too much of a conflict. But it's core high entry, so like 
if you are a white guilt person, like just you know, donate like, five bucks. Yeah, maybe, you know, maybe ten. Let's, let's be real. Yeah. And if you guys made, work, if, if you've made a racist joke in the past, yeah, fifty. And our my beautiful sister Honey is going to be the door of the Auckland event, and she will be judging people based on the donations. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I better make sure it's I donate be enough. A bit of clear jar, so we'll be seeing the money. <laughs> No, we're just kidding. Like, it's just more important that, like, just come. Just show up and have fun and, like, get behind supporting this. And, like, it, you know, like, it's really important that, like, we have a night where, like, this is the focus. Mm. Mm. And it's really important for anyone that goes to either of, like, the bars on Friday that they feel safe, they feel comfortable, that, like, no one says anything racist to them, they're not discriminated against, that it's just, like, a gay utopia. Yeah, uh, it sounds beautiful, and I'm very excited to pop along as well. Um, as a white person, am I allowed to perform? Yes. <laughs> <No>. Fantastic. <laughs> Damn it, Ronnie's, Ronnie's cancelling me. Um, no, because it's important as well, and this is like um, a lot of the people that will be performing, or not a lot, but quite a few, are white people, but they're allies. Yeah. yeah. It was really important for us as well to showcase, to be like, it's not just about this. We want to showcase, like, the people in our community that are allies and great examples and role models of like what a white person should be like. Just remember that not everyone's white. There are white passing people as well. So, you know, don't. Why don't are you me when you say white passing A lot of conversation has occurred and, um, and the poster as well that mm. there's a lot of white people and it's like not yeah. everyone's white. Like, mm. um, fun fact to everyone that isn't aware, um, and, assume based on her drag as well but bunny holiday is a very strong maori individual um from nati to faretoa and i feel like it's really easy for people to be like this is just a sea of white people and where are the people of color and it's like actually mm. they're in there yeah. you just don't There's know about king their chloe as well exactly yeah, king chloe as well another amazing maori individual Florence. like Florence Nightshade, like she's mm. not wearing a tonga just for shits and giggles. Like, yeah, bitch, she's yeah. from Gisborne, she's Maldi as Yes. Well. Oh. How do you feel about that? About being white passing? Yeah, is that something that comes up a lot in your life? Um, I mean, it's always an ever present thing. So, like, I am, my mother and my father are both Maldi, mm-hmm. mum's side as well as like Tongan someone, and dad's side's Maldi with some like South American stuff in there and then like a little bit of like whiteness, which is where I got my pigment from. Mm. But it's really deeply frustrating because my um, youngest half sister on mum's side, her dad's British, right? And so she's technically less brown than I am, but she is far more melanated and stuff. And so it was like, she, and growing up with her in Australia and seeing the way that she got treated and the way that she gets treated when we move back here because she's perceived as being you know, like, because she is Polynesian, but because she's visually more Polynesian than I am, mm. she gets treated a certain way, whereas I don't because I have the privilege to look like a white person. Like, I sound like a white person. I can pass like a white person. I am reasonably well-educated wow. as well, which is, like, a whole other issue and stuff. Yeah. But, like, until people find out what my actual name is, they don't realise that I'm Māori. Yeah. They don't know that I'm Samoan or Tongan. Like, I have always been really paranoid, especially in drag, because my eyebrows are tatau, like someone traditional tattoo mm, and they're based I on my mother's that. model. Um, I was honestly worried. It's like someone's going to call me out for appropriating someone culture, <laughs> but like I'm from Fala Ula. My mother has a malu. Her malu was given to her by the same tatau artist that did my great auntie's one the same day, 20 years to the day. 
like it's always been like such a big thing it's very it's it's difficult because i was like it's never like i want to be like oh my god poor me because and this is the thing as well about privilege people don't understand which being white passing and if you ask any other casting person that's white passing you become acutely aware of white supremacy and white privilege when you can pass as a white because person. Because you've had a, your, you your can, toes have been dipped into yes, that. Yeah, you can yeah, see yeah. how yeah. easy it is for you to go through life compared to your siblings, to your family members. Mm. Like I get treated a certain way above my siblings, above my grandmother, above my auntie that can't pass for white. Like, yeah. And so for people to be like, oh my God, white privilege isn't a thing. It's just like always an upset, angry brown people. It's like, no, bitch, like, this is my seen life. Like, firsthand. You live this. And it just like, I think as well, when you are in a position of privilege like that, you like, you should be speaking up more. Mm. Like you should be able to put your neck on the line because like, I'm not going to get the death threats that Rani gets. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. have the discrimination that you like get. I was like, I don't have to worry about all these things because I can pass as like a white girl. So mm. I was like, I'm obviously going to be, I will always want to be the most vocal person about this and to amplify the voices of my friends that go through these things because like, it is a privilege to do that. And it's like, if you're going to have this like, gross superpower because of colonization and white supremacy like uh, use it for good <laughs> yeah use it for the benefit of your people like go like i don't know i don't know how else to word that no i mean it's perfect because that, that's why i wanted you to be yeah. here because you oh. just have this passion and understanding of things like that my mother is an activist so i've had like kind of a nice yes my mother's Cena brown davis amazing um Maori someone talking an activist yeah just throwing that up there <laughs> Rani, do you find it interesting how I'm received for my politics versus how you're received because I am white passing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Um, it's it's crazy because, you know, like, I mean, okay, going back to, like, being white passing, mm. like, in my family, a lot of my parents, are, well, in my family, they're all pretty white passing. Mm. And for me, that's darker than almost like all three generations mm. in my family, I get treated differently mm. because I'm not very white passing. Yeah. I am a, more of in a darker, yeah. you know, spectrum. And it's kind of like, you know, you, I don't get treated fairly. Mm. I get judged based on my skin tone. Yeah. And it's pretty much the first thing that people see about me. It's like, oh, mm. he's brown. Okay. He's probably angry. I get... I. I already got labeled as the angry brown woman of Auckland drag. Mm -hmm. I haven't heard that. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. And it's like. The Azalea Banks. <laughs> but it's like, oh wow, how, like, how new and different. Like, as soon as someone that's of color speaks out about something, they must be like an angry. Like, uh, the angry black woman thing is just, just another thing. And it's like, why? How, how about instead of being like, oh, they're just an angry brown person, why are they angry? Well, yeah. I mean, we see what angry white people do. They go and shoot up a fucking mall. Like, yeah. you know, why, why aren't we talking about that? Um, so going, oh, yeah, <laughs> going back between that, I feel like how is a way that we can move forward from judging a book by its color? So assuming with your white passing or um, is, is the way around that just to like get to know people? literally literally it's common sense you meet human. someone um without you know maybe you're questioning their pigments and you just want to go hey what, what's your ethnic background um where did you grow up um just like the most simple questions to understand what people from. oh what languages do you speak or um because i mean it, it does happen with white people um especially in new zealand we've got a lot of people here on foreign visas or etc mm -hmm. and as soon as you hear a little accent oh where are you from and 
we shouldn't be afraid to just ask I'm, and get to know it them. Is, it is very difficult when in a, in a society where we have grinder, where, you know, they've got profiles that are like, no fats, no fam, no mm. Asian, you know, I only want white people. And it kind of just automatically, you know, you, you're pretty much just created a wall. Yeah. And it just sucks because, like, even, you know, the apps are already playing with the favor exactly. of, like, you know, you can choose what 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 kind of profiles you want to see when you see white people. Oh, my God. You want to see I white n- people. I never like- put my ethnicity on Grindr for that reason. Like, <laughs> so I, don't, I don't want to identify as white because of the white people that use Grindr. And what they say, yeah. you know, my my ethnicity isn't impo- as important as others are. But it's like, how you is know? Like, someone's race a preference? Like, that's, n- it's not. It's so gross. It's it is so gross. And, like, it's so interesting how divisive the queer community is along racial lines where it's like, mm. you know, when you're walking down a street, right, before anyone will be like, Oh, Ronnie's a gay man. They'll be like, Ronnie's a brown person. Do you know mm, what I mean? Yeah, and it's so the it's first like that thing. Level of thing. Yeah. It's like before anyone will be like, racism. Why is, takes why is race and color like, that first identifier? But why, it's like, yeah. why does yeah. it fucking matter? Like, and it does. That's the thing. Like, it does matter. But then it's like, when it comes to stuff like this, and it's like when, especially other minorities perpetuate like prejudice towards like, you know, like when people of color are like prejudiced towards trans people or to gay people. We're all just like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're mm. just as oppressed as we are. We're all in this together. We're all in this together. <laughs> like, and the same goes for any different, like, combination of those things. That's why intersectionality is so important because, like, and this is the thing, like, sorry, white people, but pre-colonization <laughs> in the Pacific, we <laughs> celebrated gender diversity. Like, mm. people that were gender diverse were revered and moldied them. Like, Takatapui yeah. men were considered the most sacred individuals and tribes. They, like, we have words for this. This has been an ingrained part of our culture. So it's like, you know... Like, oh. oh. Yeah, all over. So many indigenous um, all, cultures yeah. Yeah. all over, not just the Pacific, like, like but the Americans as well. Yeah, um, like the True Spirit people in, yeah. like, indigenous America. Like, like in India as well. Like, yeah. I, you know, um, they would have their kids blessed by a trans woman. Yeah. You know, and it would be this, like, because they think of them as, like, a godly figure yeah. because they're different. Well, and we are. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Goddess Gina. Just to quote my mother, Mistress God is a trans woman. <laughs> yes. But it's just, it's sad because now society is also kind of, you know, telling them, no, it's not okay now. No, and that's not. all come and from like, Catholicism, right? Yeah. Let's be, let's just put that out there, religion, eh? Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Let's so all just go back to paganism and be witches. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Come on, witchcraft. This is why Gina is the number one coven <laughs> oh, person that we have. Like, no, this. stop it. You made me cry. Um, did <laughs> we all charge our crystals last night? It was a full moon. My crystals got charged in Australia because it left my nerve. Oh, good. Ooh. All that good sun over there, the moon. I travel mm. with them. I felt too bad. I was like, no. I mean, it's all what you believe in. And that's the thing where, like, I love learning about different cultures, why I got you guys here and want to ask. Where, where your background is from and just so many other people because it's so interesting to find out all of these lost treasures these lost yeah. lost faiths um and ways of living that have just been taken over by colonialism and we're just like losing what really matters um but like the thing about you as well which is why i love you so much is that it's like respectful curiosity yeah you know what i mean like it's never been like oh, my curiosity is more important than how you feel. You'd be like, is it okay if I ask this question? Yeah. You know what I mean? and it's like, yeah. Especially because being a cis person, like, and being an ally to trans people, I was like, I would never be like, so Gina, 
Like, you know what I mean? Mm, it's yeah. like, mm, I'm mm. here to support you. I'm here to amplify your voice. I'm totally. here to like understand things because like I inherently can't because we don't yeah. have the same experience. And no, it's like, 100%. In that way, it's like, then you can easily transfer that to the racism stuff. Like for gay people, it's like when straight people want to be allies, you'd be like, you know, in your head, like, even there's not like a, like a checklist, but in your head, you're like, I want them to be kind of like this. Yeah. And mm. that's the same thing with race. And it's like, just keep on translating those things into terms you can understand and like mm. try and like, just fucking think about shit more. <laughs> Honestly, if you all just fucking thought before you spoke and before you did dumb shit, me and Rani would not cancel anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, God what list. <laughs> Next. Um, so going back to what you were just saying there was actually going to be my last question Ooh. for this. Um, Rani, I'll uh, get you to take the reins for this. Okay. How do I, as a white person, and how do my fellow white people... Be a good ally to my POC friends. Be respectful and just ask questions, mm. please. And also listen, just listen, ask questions. That's all we want. Yeah. Just please. Thank you. That's so easy. Yeah. Why is that so difficult for people? And, <laughs> you know, it's not all white people. Like I've got so many amazing white friends yeah. who are, you know, open. They've always asked me questions. They've supported me. Yeah. And it's just like, there's this amazing, you know, system yeah. of, like, support. And those friends in particular, like, when you're, like, oh, white people, they don't take it as, like, a personal attack. Mm. And that's the thing, like, especially with, like, our friends, the ones that support you the most as well. Like, yeah. when you're, like, oh, white people, they're not, like, Rani, but, like, then they're, like, oh, you know, you're right. It's true. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's, like, it's not a comment on you as an individual. It's not like Rani's saying they've been, like, no, you, Gina, as the one supreme white person. <laughs> this is your problem. It's, like, no, it's, like, a comment. Yeah, get it right. Like, no. Like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, Carter, thank you for being yes, here. Thank you. It's been an amazing episode. Um, I feel a lot more educated. Hopefully my listeners out there are a little bit more educated and just want to ask more questions and learn. Google's a good place to start, bitches. Um, my DMs are open. If yeah. yeah. Genuinely, like, that's the thing. Brian and I are happy to sit down with people and like have face to faces and be like, we will guide you through this shit. We were here. Like no judgment or anything, but mm. like, you're approachable, you're not. I'm not as yeah. scary as I perform like. <laughs> I won't pour like champagne on you, I suppose. Or milk. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we didn't talk about that. Iconic. Head on to Rani Kumari's uh, face, uh, Instagram page and in their TV section. TV? Watch TV. Yeah, what is that called? TV. IGTV. Yeah. Um, check out their performance. Thank you. Oh, wow. Holy crap. Thank Amazing. You. And I want to see more of that drag. Yeah, we I, need I like to. to be the world needs political. Rani Kumari political <laughs> drag. And same with Bionica drag. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Thank you.